Welcome to Talking League's Wacky Wednesday for Round 10, brought to you by Game Day Squad. Create, coach, compete, and fantasy footy. Be the coach and win. Download the app and play now. Hello, everyone. Jason here in the host chair for the next three weeks. As Andy's unavailable due to work as we lead into Round 10. Call an ambulance, but not for me, because I'm joined by the two team doctors for this round of Wacky Wednesday. And let's get them involved. Starting with Shawnee, mate. How was your long weekend? Yeah, it was good, mate. Bit, bit red raw, like... Ricky Stewart after last minute loss, but nah, other than that, everything's all good. So I would say Ricky deserves it after messing with fantasy coaches for decades. And uh, Rolls, how are you travelling, mate? I don't think Ricky's in uh, on your Christmas card list either. No, Ricky didn't actually pick me in his extended squad this week, so I'm missing an action Friday night. Oh, that's rough. Well, who knows? Maybe South Sydney will offer you a contract and uh, you can make Ricky uh, cry next week. But uh, plenty to go through in this one, folks. We'll obviously go through our buy, sell, hold, avoid, a little bit of overs, unders, rapid bounce, and we'll get to some of your questions at the back end. But of course, guys, Magic Round is upon us. And of course, that means the next live podcast for Talking League will be on this Saturday, May the 6th. So meet and greet from 12 o'clock and a live podcast from 1 o'clock. So Join us at Lefty's Music Hall in Caxton Street, just across the road from Suncorp Stadium. Come hang out with TK, Andy, Corby, Rich, Jake, and yours truly. Free entry to Lefty's Music Hall, so get in early for some beers and banter. First game for the day, 3 o'clock, with the Warriors taking on the Panthers. Hopefully see you there. Now, boys, before we get into the buy, hold, sell, avoid, let's do a little bit of a heat check on our teams. And I'll start with you, Rolls. You've been pretty unlucky this year. What's the rank sitting at, and what are the trade plans for this week? Uh, the rank's not real healthy, Robbo's in the early 16, uh, 17K mark. I've ac- absolutely had enough of Tarpany, and he is definitely getting the punt this week, even though it is a couple of weeks too late. I am going to move him on. Uh, looking at Cleary, Hines uh, is a decent option as well. I don't know if I'm going to get there. I thought the boys brought up a really good point last night, and it's relevant. Having Cleary compared to Hines, you're potentially losing... 10 to 15 points per week, but when you're captaining, that adds up to 20 to 30 points. So I'm considering a straight swap there. I also do, I was, JDB was a straight swap for Tarpany early this week, but moving to the front row, I don't potentially see him playing the full 80 minutes. That's 60 to 65 mark. So I'm looking at straight swapping him to horse, and Preston's also on the chopping block as well. Potentially looking at maybe someone like Drinky as another round 13 number, but I just see there being a little bit of risk in that at the moment with Chatty Townsend and I probably do need to hold a trade because I have had to gunsling a little bit to try and resurrect my team but unfortunately we've kept falling so a bit of a lost cause at the moment. Still plenty of rounds to go and the buy rounds aren't going to be too far away from us and how about you Sean? Your rank's not looking too bad but what are the trade plans looking for this week? Yeah it's all going well just outside the top thousand. Um, This week looking to move Tito Truva to Drinkwater to get that last round 13 number. And then tossing up whether they get rid of Stags, probably to Vitala Mariner. I still see a bit of value there. Or Royce Hunt with Hamlin Welly's injury. Yeah, very, very shrift moves there with a couple of potential pods in that mid-range. Right on the sound of that. So for my side, we're sitting just inside the 6,000. So we've almost got a South Australian postcode, which is great progress based on last week. Trade plans for this week. Phoenix Crossland's hitting the, hitting the skids, as is Jacob Host and in comes Jareem Buller and... Big red fire engine, Corey Horsburgh. Third trade that I'm thinking about uh, is Cam Murray out for Dylan Brown with the look of maybe moving out Katoa next week, that Isaiah Katoa. So we'll see how we go. I'm sure after a few drinks on Saturday, we'll be pulling trigger on that one. 
But boys, main part of the show, buy, hold, sell, avoid. Let's get into our buyers and shorty. Who's your buy for the round? You just mentioned it, mate. It is Dylan Brown. I'm going with old Dillbags as the buy. Last week, he got a 76. It was with a try. But as we know, the Eels are flat track bullies. With a break-in of a 39 and the next 10 games, he's got Titans, Canberra, Rabbits, Cowboys, Bulldogs, Manlies, and Dolphins. I think it's coming up to that period where Parramatta is really going to dominate, especially with no real origin front runners. They'll have a full-strength team over that time, and Dylan Brown seems to be running it a lot more, and that's where he's best at for fantasy prospects. Absolutely. In a price of triple six, you can't go wrong. And Rolls, who's your buy the round? Really keen on uh, Buller from the Tigers there, Robbo. Looking at his B this week of negative four, I'm not going to put him in the Jake Granville category as a trap this week. I do think there is plenty <laughs> of cash generation upside there. Our score of 45 last week against the Panthers in absolutely horrible conditions. He looked incredibly safe under the high ball. Decent run meters with 102 as well with a few tackle busts, so plenty of attacking upside there. And I thought his uh, try assist absolutely nailed the pass on the right wing to North Luma there as well. Looking at his New South Wales Cup stats too, average of 40 fantasy points in three games as well. So there's definitely enough upside there to consider him and uh, worthy of 150k in value, I think. So for those that don't have him, I think he's close to a must-trade in this week. Yeah, I think you're spot on there. A lot of coaches have grabbed him already, and you probably don't want to let that one go through to the keeper because he could be a really good asset this year. And for my buy of the round, I've gone for Cuz, or as most people call him, Reese Robson. The thing I like about Reese is he's shedded about 80k from his starting price. He's 716k, which is you know roughly about a 50-51 average. I think this year we can expect him to be a mid-50s average player, so a little bit of value there. Cowboys haven't been great, but he's usually able to escape uh, the trauma that the Cowboys are going through every single round. Good solid buy schedule, so if you don't have that hooker yet for round 13, I think Reese Robson is your guy, considering the other candidate in JMK has got a buy next round. And saying that, full disclosure, I do have JMK on my side, so if Robson does shit the bed this week, don't go in my DMs. Moving on to our cells for the round, we'll start with you, Shawnee, and it's uh, bad news for Uncle Gus. Uh, one of your doggies is the uh, on the chopping block this week. Yeah, I'd hate to do it to Gus, but I think Jacob Preston's it's time to move on. I think he's peaked as a cash cow into that mid-range category, and he's got a break-even of 59. He got a 35 last week, and then even with his 50 the week before, he still had a couple of 40s in the weeks leading up to that. I just don't think you're going to get much more value out of him, and you could just pretty much do a straight drop to Corey Horsburgh this week and kind of get another uptick in your price rises. Yeah, spot on. Like Preston, if you got him from the start like I did or grabbed him in round two or three, you've made 350, nearly 400k on him, which is good going, and let's not get too greedy. Riles, I think we've already spoken about this bloke before. Uh, Andy made a chant for him. Who's your seller of the round? Uh, definitely Joey Tarpany here, Robbo. I think uh, he's been the topic of conversation for Jake and I for the last couple of weeks. We've been going at each other. Do we hold him? Do we hold him? And I just can't do it anymore. The issue with him, I think, Robbo, is his minutes. We saw last year uh, with Adam Elliott at lock. Joey Tarpney was playing upwards of 50 minutes, around the 55, marked to 60 pretty regularly. But looking at a horse this year, uh, starting at lock, he's picked up an extra 10 minutes compared to Adam Elliott. And I think Joey Tarpney's lost those. So... Playing under 50 minutes regularly, and we saw him only get to 50 last week as well with a few minutes of extra time for a score of 47. 
He's still averaging 51 uh, points for the season. His tackle numbers have dropped off a little bit over the last couple of weeks, as well as his missed tackle count has increased too. So another reason to sell him, I think, is I don't think he potentially will be a top three, top four mid-option this year as well, because you've got Haas clearly is your best option. Then you've got the likes of Maddo, uh, all that round there as well. So I don't think he's going to be a top option, and you can look to move him on now. It is hard because he is a round 13 player, so I don't think he can wait wait through it all then, though. I think you've got to cut your losses and abort that mid-strategy. Unlucky Corbs, abort the mid-strategy. And my sell for this week is Phoenix Crossan, who's a player I bought in a few weeks ago at 368k, and he has made a bit of cash. But what we've seen last round is, is when they got absolutely smashed by the Eels, that rolling average has taken a hit with the 22 in there. The issue is more about the fact that they've got to buy in round 10 and 14, and particularly with round 14, you've got the Eels, the Knights and the Seagulls on with buys. Most players will have Lockie Miller in their squad, at least one of the halves from Para, and then maybe a Maddo or Frizzell. That's three there. You probably don't want your fourth to be a low-value player, considering the fact we've got Origin players missing in round 14. Even looking at 13, most coaches will have you know two of Johnson, Moses, Brown, and Isaiah Katoa. You probably don't want Crossland in there. He won't be getting dual position from there. So... Time to cut your losses, admit defeat on Crossland, take that 70k that you got from the last three weeks and move on. We'll keep on the Knights track though as you move into the holds and Sean, it's a certain fullback with great pedigree that's on the hold list this week. Yeah, I'm holding Lockie Miller and I think most coaches should. He's had a little bit of a back off in his production, but that's just coming with that chop and changing of the Knights spine. Every week there's a different hooker, a different halfback, different 5'8", so it makes it hard. But he still gets, he's got six and five tackle breaks, and that's pretty much his four when you're looking at that. So it's an easy 12 points. And like most of the elite fullbacks, he does take that fourth tackle hit up. So he's always going to get you at least 10 points every set. And he's at this point an elite wing fullback option for your buy coverage outside of maybe, maybe Reese Walsh, who might play Origin. There's no better options around 13 and 16. Yeah, spot on. And like you said, with 14, most coaches are going to keep him, so it might be a problem for you, but it's going to be a problem for everyone else, and you can plan for that. In terms of Walshy rolls, there's rumour on the street that that might be a hold for the round. Yeah, I think he is a hold, Robbo, and I suppose his output over the last two weeks has been a concern, but I think a big reason coaches do need to consider holding him this week is due to Miller being out. I know Jay Warrior absolutely slammed me at the start of the season for the imbalance I had in my team and the lack of reliability I had in my wing fullback scorers. And looking if you got Miller out this week, you've got Trade Walsh out this week, you would have to shift Manu down to your wing fullbacks. Plus, you would also probably have to have Drinky in there, considering a lot of people are going to be playing either one or maybe two of Buller and AKP. So I think you need to keep Walshy there. He's not a certainty to play Origin, uh, even though it is likely he could step in and take that fullback jersey. I do think the Queensland way... Uh, will come to fruition, though, and Ponga will start there, though. He has done a job uh, pretty well for Queensland over the last few years. So I think he will keep that. The only concern, though, is uh, coming up, they got Manly this week, followed by Melbourne and Penrith, which will be two tougher games. So potentially have to ride the wave there before we move into the Wars, Cronulla and Newcastle with a buy in round 16. So I think maybe just ride the wave a little bit longer. And due to the way the buys are falling with Miller, I think you've got to hold this week. 
Yeah, terrific shout. And like TK said yesterday, he was only, you know, a couple of inches of grass away from scoring a high 40s. You know, he nearly scored in that far corner, far away from where I was sitting, and it was only the troll that kept him from scoring that. So I think you got to hold Walsh at this point because, like, like we know this year, wing of fullbacks, it's an absolute dart throw. Speaking of dart throws, my keep for, or my hold for this round, sorry, is none other than Brandon Smith. Now, the reason for this is most coaches that brought him in last week, I think he might have been the most traded in play last week, you brought him in for a reason, for that round 16 where hooker and mid are both very, very difficult. He was underpriced, nice little rolling average, and even though he didn't complete uh, his second stint, he still got a 44 out of there. And we've seen the two previous weeks, his running games back, meters are up, tackle busts are up, and that's what he needs to get a nice high 40s average, which is what you're hoping for from a player that you bought in the low 500s. So if you bought cheese in last week, don't duplicate the mistake by selling him this week. I think he'll probably play anyway. They've cleared him of any significant damage, and I'm sure he'll want to come up against his former employees in the Cowboys. Players that... We don't recommend you grab this week, though, in the avoid column. Shawnee, you've gone for someone in the Warriors squad, I believe. Yeah, I've gone with big AFB, Adam Fanua Blake, this week. He's at 735 and a 35 break even, so he will make a little bit of cash. But the last two weeks, he's played 70 and 75 minutes, which is hugely inflated on his normal output, where it's around that 50 mark. And when he is playing 50, he's got a 47, two 47s actually, a 35 and a 45. With Tohu coming back as well, he'll be the workhorse in that middle and probably take away a little bit of that extra work that Fenua Blake has taken on the past two weeks. And at the moment, if you buy him, he's at top dollar and you're not going to really get that value for his output. Yeah, you're spot on. Plus that round 12 buy as well. The last thing you need is another warrior out the round before round 13. Um, I've got him in draft. Uh, I was happy with that trade I made with Pat a few few rounds ago uh, and saying that I traded him for Butcher. He also did awesome on the weekend as well. Now, Riles, there's a couple of plays that you've got on the avoid list, and I believe it's because they're returning to the NRL this week. Yeah, definitely, Robbo. Looking at Helam Lukey and Davia Savage here, I'll start with Savage. Name to start on the wing this week. I think there could be potentially a late swap there with Chris uh, moving to the wing, even if Ricky still hates fantasy and doesn't actually name it. Savage just uh, rolls out <laughs> at fullback on the weekend. It, there is a potential of that. It is sticky. But looking at Savage, if he does uh, start and actually play on the wing, he's played two games there for the Raiders with a score of negative three in 80 minutes and 14 in 83 minutes. So if he does actually play on the wing, I don't think he can take a punt on him this week. Even though his BE uh, only is in the mid-30s, he still could lose a stack of cash. So I think potentially just avoid on him until he does get a start at fullback. We all were pretty keen on him in the preseason because of that. My other one is Helam Lukey as well. The Cowboys' edge defence has been absolutely terrible the last couple of weeks. It's been incredibly passive, and we've dropped off a lot of tackles. And I think one person who can potentially solve that issue is Helam Lukey, coming in at 464k with a B in the mid-20s, only priced in the mid-30s off memory as well. So I do definitely see 10 points of value in him if he is starting in the second row uh, with a career average of 43 points in 60 minutes. I do see that as being repeatable. The only issue is, though, coming off soft tissue injury, they have been quite common this year, so I would like to see at least one game uh, under his belt uh, with a decent sample as well and then look to pick him up next week. Yeah, spot on. That's certainly a player I'm eyeing off next round. Uh, Highland Lukey, hopefully he can actually get through a game and uh, have a good stint of uh, games on the field for the Cowboys because he's a terrific player. My avoid for this week is a player that I do own, so full disclosure there. It's Tommy Talao. He's obviously... uh, 
looking interesting now that uh, Naden is nowhere to be seen. Base price, 220k. The issue we've got here is his price isn't going anywhere this week. He's a break-even of 32, or approximate break-even. So even if you shot the lights out and hit a 40 or 50, he's still going to be a manageable price. So with Talao, I just let it go for now. If he, you know, it looks like he's actually got a bit of form about him, you can pick him up next week if you need a centre to cover Lemuelu. But at this point, I don't really see the need to rush into a player who's frustrated a lot of coaches already in 2023. That wraps it up for buy, sell, hold, and avoid. Let's move into our overs and unders, boys. We've got five plays to have a look at, and then I've got a novelty one at the end as well. We're going to start with, I guess, the uh, symbol of talking league, Mr. Eyeliner, Reese Walsh. He plays mainly on Friday night. I've got him at an overs and unders of 51.5. What do you reckon, Riles? Oh, geez, Rob. I would love to see Walshy. Uh, bounce back and go over 51.5. I do think a lot depends on whether Turbo plays here or not. If he doesn't play, I'm going to back Walsh to go over. If he does play, though, I think Walshy potentially does go under and the Bronx may struggle. I actually do think the Eagles have been quite good uh, with Cooper Johns at six as well, so could potentially struggle with a few middles out this week as well. But, yeah, a lot depends on Turbo, I think. Fair play. And what do you think, Shawnee? I think it would go over pretty well without um Jake Dubovich there. That middle might really struggle with Haas and Carrigan and getting a couple of offloads as Walsh starts sneaking around the middle. Yeah, great shout. I think he'll go over. I don't know, I mean classic, so hopefully he does go under, but I can just see him setting Magic Round Alive for 2023 with a big score. So looking forward to seeing that in the flesh. Another play I'm looking forward to seeing for the first time this year is none other than Nathan Cleary. We've got him over and under at 68.5. Sean, what do you reckon? I'm going to be optimistic and say over as an owner and hope he starts kicking goals this week against the Warriors. But either way, 65 in the wet last week, and he nearly scored a try that would have bumped him up to an 80. So I think over is pretty safe there. Do you agree on that one, Rolls? Yeah, I think he will go over, Robbo. Cleary potentially is under a little bit of pressure now with Hines playing so well. Cleary will definitely have the seven jersey, but I just think there's a lot of pressure on Cleary to really stake his claim because he will want to play with Luai there. So I think he really is going to have a big push the next couple of weeks and I suppose reward those coaches that have held him. Yeah, agreed. I think he's going to have a massive chip on his shoulder after the last two rounds and he's going to come out and put a score on the Warriors, unfortunately. Um, and, you know, we'll be there to, uh, to enjoy that one. In the game afterwards, the Sharkies take on the Dolphins and I've had to go with none other than my love interest, Hamaso Tabuifado. Boys, 40.5. Will he go over or under Sean? I'm going to go over as well. I think, he, like Walsh, he's a very exciting player and Magic Round will be perfect for him. I think playing on the Saturday that late does hurt a little bit just with how the field's going to pull up, but I think he'll go over. Good shit. What do you reckon, Riles? I'm going to say under Robbo. The last couple of weeks he has struggled against the Titans and Raiders with scores of 28 and 36, respectively. I just think he does... Even though his game has improved a lot this year, particularly uh, with his passing game to score more fantasy points through try assists and line break assists, I just think defensively uh, against the Sharks, he will struggle and uh, potentially not have as much room to move. Fair shout. I'm going to go over it, not just because he's my love interest. I'm going to go off the back of Scott Drinkwater getting 41 in a Cowboys team that got absolutely pumped. And I know Drinkwater got a lot of kick meters out of that when Townsend went off, but I think Tabio Fado probably makes a break somewhere in the second half. Gets 15, 20 points out of that and just slides over 40 and a half. 
Speaking of fullbacks that need big explosive plays to get good scores, Tyrell Sloan, who opens us up on the Sunday, I've got his over and under at 37.5. Is he going over or under, Riles? It's tricky, Robbo, with Sloan against the Tigers this week. I think a lot of changes there. A little bit of mail now that Hunt potentially could start at hooker as well. So I think Sloan uh, is going to bounce back. He is uh, very... He has scoring has been very inconsistent this year. Score of 50 in round 7 against the Raiders and 43 in round 8 against the Roosters. I do think he will bounce back and go over this week, though, with uh, potentially a try. And do you agree with that, Shawnee? Yeah, I think he's true. The Tigers' edges are pretty poor, and that's where Sloan usually makes teams pay with his speed. And Bird in the middle might actually be a bit better for him because he does like a bit of a dodgy offload as well, Jack Bird. Yeah, good shout. And Sloan is a great support player. He's I don't want to call him a poor man's Ryan Pappenhausen, but Ryan Pappenhausen is probably the best support player in the NRL, and Tyrell Sloan is very, very close to being as good as him. So I can certainly see him making a couple of live breaks and probably beat on like I don't know, 13 after 65 minutes, getting involved in two attacking plays as the Dragons uh, come back and lose 26-24, but Sloan will get over that 37.5. Back-to-back for the Tigers, hey? Hey, that'll be six points in the last four rounds. That's uh, that's what they call uh, <laughs> good. top four form. Uh, our last player for overs and unders this week is none other than Joseph Manu. I've got him over under 69.5 against the Cowboys, Shawnee. Is he sailing over that or what? Yeah, pretty comfortably. Looking at how those Cowboys have been defensively the last couple of weeks, I think Manu might get that in tackle breaks alone. <laughs> Yeah, wow. And the field's going to be absolutely carved up by this point, Riley. So is the only hope for him going under the fact that he's going to roll his ankle in one of these divots? I think so, Robbo. Uh, Shawnee touched on it pretty well there. The Cowboys' edge defense in particular has been uh, quite flimsy this year. I do think Manu he is growing into that role at 5'8", and he will find a lot of space there. I think potentially he will make a couple of breaks this weekend, and Teddy might score his second and third try for the season. Yeah, he's hoping as a Tedesco and Joseph Manu owner. Uh, yeah, hopefully he'll go over. I'm predicting him to go over. Nice little 70s will uh, be very nice and push his price close to 700k, which is good areas. Now, boys, the last one isn't a player. It's for the entire round. Overs and unders, sin bins, 11.5. What do you reckon, Rolls? It's magic round, Robbo. So I think the NRL's got to come up with some sort of new rule this weekend and bin everyone. And <laughs> I, th- I think um, we will have over 11 sin bins. Hopefully Hines ends up in there as well and TK goes <laughs> absolutely off his chops. That uh, sad Yeah, well, hopefully TK's not sitting behind a tall person because otherwise he might miss that part of the action. <laughs> but uh, Shawnee, uh, do you think the uh, disciplinarians will be out in terms of the referees and we'll get over 11 and a half sin bins? Yeah, I think if anyone touches a kicker this week, they might get sent off, so we're in deep trouble. Yeah, might even get a um, suspended sentence as well in terms of prison time. I think the first game, though, is going to be an absolute firecracker. You've got the Raiders and you've got the Bulldogs, and there's a couple of players that have played for both teams in and around those squads, and I can just see someone stirring something. Probably cardboard shoulders, uh, dog shedding Jamal Fogarty or something off a kick, all in brawl. Three players get sin-binned, and then Hudson Young gets sin-binned in the last minute for tripping someone. Uh, so there'll be four in that, and only another eight. So uh, Surely yeah. TPJ and Horse come together too. Oh, could you imagine? One shoulder charge from one of them, or I know, Corey <laughs> um, slags him off about TPJ getting no offloads last week, and uh, yeah, it'll be on. So uh, hopefully your players don't get sin-binned this round. And just a reminder, footy fans, uh, in relation to Game Day Squad, create, coach, compete in fantasy footy for free with Game Day Squad. It's your skill, 
your squad, your fantasy, so play now. Open free new player packs each week and build your ultimate squad. It's fun, it's free, it's easy. Compete and play now for free at gamebasequad.com.au or download the app from your app store. Okay, boys, rapid bounce. Three plays, or sorry, three sets of plays that we're going to have a look at in terms of options that coaches might be weighing up this week. And the first one I think might be pretty clear cut, but it's Jack DeBellin or Corey Horsburgh. Where are we going, Rolls? I think with Jack DeBellin named in the front row this week, Robbo, just got to go horse. Minutes uncertain there for JDB, and his output does reduce when moved to prop as well. So going to go the horse. Good shout. What do you reckon, Shawnee? Yeah, I share the same sentiment as Riley. It, it is kind of unfortunate, and I'm hoping Bird moves to the back row for a little bit to save DeBellin's minutes, but it's pretty unlikely. Yeah, who knows with Hook. Uh, he might end up playing a bit of nine or something this round. Uh, I was actually going to bring DeBellin before he got moved to eight, so uh, yeah, it's Corey all the way as I'm trading him in. This one's a really tricky one because I think they're great options for round 16. Hyphenated boys, James Fisher-Harris and Nelson Arsor for Solomona. Where are we going, Shawnee? At this point, they're the same price, so I'd be bringing us off for Solomona. I think he's just a bit more dynamic than JFH, but as you get a bit closer and some of those origin middles come out of Penrith over that origin period, JFH would be a great buy, say round 13 onwards. Good analysis. What do you think, Ros? I'm probably leaning towards uh, Nass at the moment, Rob. He's been absolutely outstanding this year with his attacking output. Uh, six, six, and four. Uh, tackle bus in the three games he's played along with one, two, and five offloads. So just that attacking upside there's really benefited him. And I think he's been one of the players that potentially has gone uh, under the radar in terms of the benefits of the changes in rules uh, with offloads as well. So definitely Nass there. Yeah, spot on, boys. I agree. If you're going this week, you go Nass. Um, shout out to Shooter. He was on him all preseason about being a fantastic option. Unfortunately, he's been injured, so we haven't seen it completely. But I think both will be very popular Nass. come round 16. Yep. He he seemed to swap with Liero the last time the Storm played on the edge, which is a massive upside for him. Yep. Yeah, definitely, because all he needs to get is one-on-one with a half or a centre you know, when those um, block plays happen. And yeah, he runs over the top of one of them for either an offload or a try, and he's uh, going to score huge. This one is an interesting one, guys, because you've got to consider when they have buys and a little bit of rep footy, it's Connolly Lemuelu or James Tedesco. Where are we going, Riles? It's interesting, Rob. I think it depends on uh, the structure of your team at the moment. If you've got uh, Bird and Manu there, I don't think you potentially can afford uh, to bring Lemuelu in. Just with the balance of your squad, it's... It's difficult because uh, with that score of 90 last week, he's looking uh, for, for a few cash rises there. But I don't think uh, you potentially can bring him in this this week now. Fair enough. And, Shawnee, how would you lean on this one? I think I'd still get Connolly this week if I didn't already have him. He's going to make a, a little bit of cash. I'm not going to say a heap. But that DPP is also super helpful over the, bi- uh, the origin period. Sorry, And outside of the Warriors, the Dolphins the only team that have one buy from around 13 to 20. Yeah, I, I agree. If you don't have either of these plays, it's probably Lemuelu that you go with, uh, but you need to have that coverage in round 12. If you don't have that centre coverage for round 12, you probably go Teddy, but you know, can't go wrong either way. In saying that, Tedesco's probably due a HIA from a dog shot. Who are they playing? The Cowboys. Who's it? Like, Kyle Felt comes out of the line, smashes him. Um, 
Because he did that to... Oh, Walshy. Yeah, he did that to Walshy in the... Um, was it Walshy or was it uh, Jesse Arthurs in round two? I think it was Walshy. Passed it to Jesse Arthurs and then Kyle Felt came and smacked him in the head. No HIA or no Simbin. Um, so, yeah, he's hoping Tedesco can stay on the field for New South Wales and uh, you know, lead the Sky Blue to, to glory. All right, lads, let's get into the questions and answers. Plenty here. We'll try and get through all of them, starting with friend of the show, Leanna Mills. Question for you, Shawnee. I need to get rid of Isaac Thompson, but limited cashola to do so. Thoughts? It's a tough one. Isaac Thompson does need to go. I suppose the best option there is Jareem Buller if you don't already have him. Below that, you're looking at Carl Oluwapu or potentially Royce Hunt. If you want someone around the same price, Oregon Confuci isn't a terrible shout. He always seems to have a really good first stint and may get some bigger minutes now that Hamlin Uele is out as well. Yeah, it's a good shout. I don't, I don't mind it, but yeah, it's pretty hard if you don't already have Buller. Next question from Rowan Matthews, and this one's for you, Riley. Manu or Lemuelu? Manu's got two buys left. Lemuelu has three. How long until Manu goes back to centre? He will play a bit of fullback through Origin for the run home, but more or less he wants to know, who do you think is going to average more? I think it's interesting, Robbo, with what... Uh... Trent's actually going to do with Manu around the origin period. Having moved to 5'8 now after walking it, dropping back to reserve grade, a couple of weeks ago I was pretty, I suppose, confident that Walker would come back in and Manu would go back to fullback. But I think with the Chooks winning at the moment, he potentially does stay and they look to move someone like Swali'i back to one just to, I suppose, not mess with the winning formula. So Manu two buys left compared to Lem Alu with three. I definitely think you have to go him. When he plays in the halves, he saw last week, he didn't do a hell of a lot in horrible conditions as well, and he scored a high 60s. So I definitely think he's the one to bring in out of the two there. Yeah, and good point about fullback. Don't forget as well, they've got Queensland origin fullback Corey Allen on their books, so that's another play that they could send back to one to keep uh, Mardu out of the one. Question for me that I'll take on from Ryan Brown. He wants to know if Wiramu Greg is worth considering as a cash down. I probably would go away from this, Ryan, for the main reason that TK mentioned last show on Tuesday in relation to round 14. You probably only want three players from Para, Newcastle and Manly. One of those should be Lockie Miller. Another one should ideally be one of Moses or Brown. And then from there, you're going to have like a Frizzell or Madison or if you've got like a, or a cheapie already like a KO Weeks. That's probably the three that you want. I don't think you want Wiramu Greg occupying one of those spots. And with Davey coming into the starting side, Maddo coming off the bench. He might get two stints, Wiramu Greg, but it's going to be 30 minutes at best in, at PPM. I just don't see the value there. Next question's coming in for you, Shawnee, from Justin McDonald. Uh, he wants to know whether he should go for Highland Lukey or, sorry, Helen Lukey or Jaden Campbell because he's dumping the couch man. Oh, that's a tough one. I would, would hold, wait a week on both, but Jaden Campbell as the boys said last night, gets three games before Brimson comes back and probably isn't a buy. You're probably best off getting Highland Lukey, but with that soft tissue risk and the Cowboys' edge defense, he may struggle. But I would be getting Lukey just because of a bit more um, ongoing output he'll have. Yep, good shout. Another question that Justin asked that also Luke Adams threw in the chat was, is Preston to Horsburgh sideways? That's perfect. I think it's you got someone that's peaked against someone that's going to be making a bit of cash and will have more consistent and better outputs going forward. Beautiful. We love that conveyor belt effect. Now, next question for you, Riles. Well, two questions, actually, from Scott Litchfield. 
His first question is in relation to Tane Milne, who he thinks is a sneaky pod with the DPP as a cashy in a, a good attacking side in South Sydney. Is he someone that we should be looking at this close to round 13? I don't think so, Robbo. With a break-even of 26 uh, this week, according to footystats.com, score of 31 last week against the Broncos. He hasn't scored a try so far this season uh, when starting for the Bunnies, so there is, I suppose, attacking upside there. I just don't think that it's a mid-range option. We can take a punt on at this time of year now. I think you need to go down to someone like Buller or Oluwapu if he does get the start. Good shout. Another question here from Scott. Is Jaden Campbell a buy with Brimo out for four to six weeks? I'm tossing up between him and Drinky. Drinky playing 13 and 16. I think the better option here, Robbo, even though Brimson is out for four to six weeks, is Drinky just due to that uh, buy coverage there. Playing in round 13 and 16, we're all going to be a little bit skinny in 16, so I think it's a great pickup there. Issue with Campbell is he does have two buys and across the next couple of weeks as well, so... We are going to be missing uh, him quite a little bit, and his cash generation is going to be staggered. So really would look to Drinky there. He, 40 points last weekend uh, in a beaten Cowboys side. There definitely is upside there, and even more if he does look to get moved to six uh, if Townsend is out this weekend. Perfect. Next question from Jordan Tawalei. Yo, up the Warriors. Uh, unfortunately for you, Sean, I've seen the Warriors play the Panthers at neutral ground before, and it didn't go well for the Warriors, so unlucky. Uh, he is looking at trading Jacob Preston to Raymond Faitala Mariner because he needs cash for an actual hooker, as he's only got Tanner Boyd as his only hooker. But he does have a lot of centre cover. He has got Manu, Hammer, Holmes, Lemuelu, and Cobo. So he's basically looking at trading Cobo or Holmes for hooker under 77k. So with those trade short, you happy with Preston to RFM? And who would you trade out to get a hooker in for round 13? I, I'm okay with Preston if I tell a Mariner if you're making that move there. I'd probably look to trade out Cobo. Uh, you'll probably get rid of Holmes in round 13 anyway. But at this point, moving Cobo on as they get a tuple draws better. And then hooker-wise, I'd be picking up Reese Robson. He's out of him, Marshall King, and... Reed Marnie, he's probably going to be your most consistent scorer and has significantly better buy covers than the other two. Yeah, I agree there. So, yeah, best of luck for the Warriors on the weekend, Jordan. Um, but, yeah, you've got some great advice from Shawnee there. Now, next question from Jake Smith for you, Riley. Is anyone buying big Val Meninga or, as he's more commonly known, Valence Tafari? I'm not going to take a punt on him just yet, Robbo, uh, just for two reasons. Uh, next weekend, the Dolphins have the bye, and also just referencing more footy chat uh, than fantasy. Just something that Tony Martin picked up on in preseason uh, when the Capras boys played the Dolphins. Just defensively, he got found out a little bit uh, on the edge and, I suppose, planting his feet, and the edge defenders did uh, get ran in quite easily because he is such a big body. So I'm not going to take a punt. I just want to uh, have a look at him this weekend and maybe round 13 look to pick him up. He would be a nice jewel to have uh, with the centre wing fullback cover, though, and he would be a cheap, I suppose, cash down option we could look at uh, if he does pass the eye test. Yeah, good shout. And like we've probably got enough winger fullback centres to get us through the next few rounds anyway. Stick with you, Riley, for a question from Kirk Turner. He's asked two questions here. So his first one was in relation to Luki or Totola. Uh, he's going to look to bring in one of those. And then his other question was, is four Cowboys and Eels too many to have over the buy round? So before you go into those, uh, some people might have seen already on Instagram that 
Tevita Totola Senior, uh, Tevita's father, uh, sadly passed away this week. So, of course, uh, all our thoughts uh, from the Talking League family uh, with the Totola family in this sad time. Uh, we won't speculate as to whether Totola will play this round, uh, but I'm sure it'll come out in the next day or two whether he does. But, Riley, with the Cowboys and Eels, they've got pretty nice buy schedules at Tessellate. Is four the most that you'd want uh, combined from those two teams? I don't think so. It de- it depends on uh, how many Eels players you have. Robbo uh, looking in round 14. Oh, no, sorry, the Eels are playing. Eels, oh, no, the Eels do have the buy, sorry. Um, depends on how many Eels players you do have. You, you touched on it quite well earlier with Widemir Gregg. You potentially don't want him sitting in your emergencies as a non-playing player uh, with someone like Madison, Hopgun as well, uh, with D-Bags or Moses. So if you had a lot of... Uh, Eels players sitting in there, I potentially wouldn't look to uh, stack up so heavy as you are going to, your overall point scoring will potentially take a hit. Yeah, great shout there. Next question from Wayne Topol. Chair the boys, thoughts on Couchman to Oluwapu? Is that a good choice as he's also thinking of going down to down from Miller to Drinky in order to upgrade DC to Hines and he wants to know about all three of those. I think we've discussed this already, boys. With Oluwapu, if he is not named to start, I think we need to hold off him unless we're absolutely desperate for a cashy. And I look at these this trio of trades, and it basically falls onto whether that trade is a winner. Cashman could easily end up making the team this this week, get a score, round 13 coverage. He might actually end up kicking on a little bit. So with these ones, Wayne, you know, if you've got less than 22 trades, I'd probably just hold off. Uh, as tempting it is to get Hines, I don't think you need to tear apart your team uh, with these three trades. Next question coming in from Chris Rutter for you, Shawnee. If you had the cash, would you straight swap Cleary or Johnson for Hines? Keeping Johnson would be for round 13, but would also let me upgrade some other players by trading at Cleary. Uh, what are your thoughts on that one? If I, had the cat, if I had the cash, I'd definitely be doing Cleary to Hines. Getting Johnson will probably strangle you a little bit with your in the, in the bank cash and won't let you build a strong team around it. But Cleary to Hines, I'd really like especially if you don't think he's going to be playing Origin. But this week, Cleary to Hines, good trade, and then use the rest of your cash to build around that. Yeah, spot on. And as we've kind of spoken about, I think, off air in the group chat, Johnson is probably going to be a great captaincy option in round 13. Uh, I believe they've got the Broncos and uh, Napier. It's the game that Jay Warrior might be going to. Uh, more on that probably in the coming weeks. I remember in, I think it was 2018, the Warriors played the Broncos in a buy round game. And SJ scored 75, including a sick try where he ran through two middles and stepped the fullback to score. So he'll probably do that again. So yeah, keep, keep SJ, Chris. Uh, Rolls for you from Sam Hayes. Penultimate question of the night. Best winger fullback option for 400, sorry, 550, 540k or more? I think you've got two options here, Robbo. If you want to go cheapy cash down to spread some more cash for your squad, you've got to look at Buller. He's going to make... Quite a little bit of cash, hopefully, over the next couple of weeks with a negative B this week. Otherwise, if you want a round 13 and 16 number, I would look at Scotty Drinkwater as well. Score 40 points last weekend in a well-beaten Cowboys side. I do think there is plenty of attacking upside there in him. Yep, perfect. And last question, I'll take this one from Luke Bray. He asks, McKinnis solved a problem for a few weeks and now needs to be traded out before round 13. But do we hold for one more week or trade to Hordor, which I think is an auto-correction of Corey Horsburgh? which if that is an option that you can do in one trade, Luke, I'd be pulling the trigger on that every single day of the week. We've got that clear upside in the minutes with Horsburgh, round 13 coverage, and 
slight chance of uh, getting a Queensland jersey, but I'd say he'd be more in the extended squad than actually in the 18 for that one. So that brings us to the end of the questions and to the end of the show for Wacky Wednesday for round 10. A solid stint uh, by both you uh, guys. And in terms of this week, we've got a Q&A tomorrow, so Thursday night, starting at 6.30 AEST. We'll have the live podcast, of course, from Magic Round there at Lefty's Music Hall at 1 o'clock. And then I believe there will be a Sunday with the Kiwis. Uh, or I should say Sunday with the Kiwi, because it'll be Shooter and I think maybe Riles or maybe even Pat might get involved in that one. So stay tuned for that one. That'll be on Facebook on the Sunday evening. Boys, sold stint. Uh, Shawnee, any words of wisdom for the coaches before we head off? Uh, same as last week. I think it's just to have a bit of patience over the next couple of rounds. It's all uh, kind of bigger players have their buys and then lead into round 13 really strong with the extra couple of trades. Yep, yeah, I, I think the um, the advice there is very solid. And Rolls, uh, what have you got to say to the coaches before we leave for round ten? Uh, whoever I trade in, don't you trade in because my trades have been absolutely duds this year. Uh, also, in all seriousness, no, I think uh, just be patient. Don't uh, look at gunslinging uh, so close to uh, round thirteen major buy. I think we all just have to be patient with our trades and uh, really knuckle down and. I suppose, have a look at the job security of players and the output uh, and just make sure that uh, there is either cash generation there, upside, or they are an absolute gun. Wise words and deeds there, Riles. Well, that wraps us up for Wacky Wednesday for Round 10. Hopefully see you if you're in Brisbane uh, at the live podcast at Magic Round. Otherwise, best of luck for Round 10, and we'll catch you in the next episode.